This is a Hot Pie Original. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Inhumane Podcast, episode 25 to be exact. And this is part two where we scratch the surface about OnlyFans. So if you have not listened to part one, you want to make sure to go back and listen to that um, because this is a pop culture phenomenon and you need to know about it. So go back, listen to part one. Um, and now we'll just go ahead and get started. Let's get back to to Bella Thorne about celebrities, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back to this for sure. Now, um, let's see. Uh, Cinnamon Love, she also said that her privilege puts her in a position where she doesn't even get to experience the kind of harm that happens to sex workers every day. By using these platforms to make a living. And she wanted to point out that there's a widespread of piracy of content from OnlyFans accounts. It's particularly for women of color. Like I can't like I I can't. Like, I just want to shake people, right? In a nonviolent way, I want to shake people on, listen to what this sex worker, she, she identifies as a sex worker. This is what she said, is that this celebrity got on OnlyFans, but what a privilege for her to do so because she does not experience the harm that happens to sex workers every day. What harm? This is only fans. This is safe. I'm in, you know, I'm, I, I'm in the comfort of my own home, right? She's telling you. And if you go back to the episode, when I talk about the Grammys and with Cardi B and I said, man, I would love Cardi B to come on this show. I, I don't like what she did on the Grammys, but I don't think that's just her. I think you have to take the responsibility as a parent and you're letting your kid listen to that, right? At a young age and a 13-year-old's dancing and singing a WAP, really? <laughs> but she don't let her own daughter listen to it, right? I also said that it's the Grammys' fault to put that on television when they know families watch the Grammys. They always have. That's literally their demographic. I'm, I'm, I didn't say anything about Cardi B. What I am asking for her and anybody else who talk about the pimp game, who talk about like their former life as a stripper, what have you is don't just glamorize it. Talk about the harms, the real harms that you've had. And I get it. You know, and I and I say this about human trafficking survivors all day long when people want me to, you know, bring them on shows or bring them in trainings or bring them on here and there. I I pick very particular uh, survivors because not everybody wants to tell their story, just for starters, and you have to honor that, okay? So I get that, and I put that same humanity and grace to these celebrities who the, that was their life and all of these bad things that happened to them, and they may not want to talk about it either. However, you can say, like what Cinnamon Love said, 
And she said, and I'm going to repeat that, puts in her position where she doesn't, her privilege, puts her in a position where she doesn't even get to experience the kind of harm that happens to sex workers every day using um, these platforms to make a living. These platforms, they know they're talking about OnlyFans. So you can't tell me that, well, someone in love's different because she probably does things in person and it's not OnlyFans. 100% that's false. And let's, now let's break that down. <laughs> We're just going to be breaking down a lot of things today. Um, but what Cinnamon, I think, is getting at is, I mentioned it earlier, OnlyFans, unlike a lot of other like porn sites, another reason why it's like catapulted to another level is because they have DM. They have direct messaging. <clears throat> so like I mentioned, like in in 2018, when I first saw OnlyFans, um, or 2000, maybe early 2019, but I really believe it was the latter part of 18. Um, anywho, when when I saw someone, um, like I said, they were they were sharing their music, right? One was playing the guitar and talking and you're able to interact just like we do with Snapchat and when we're live on Instagram, Facebook and all that other good stuff. People love it. They love to interact with their people. So guess what they did? They allowed that on OnlyFans, which isn't like all these other like porn sites. They're not allowed to, to DM. So you've put people in a really dangerous space. OnlyFans is not protecting you at all. And so let me explain that. <clears throat> let me get some water before I explain that, actually. <laughs> so um, there's a conference going on, counter anti-human trafficking. And um, there is a panel of uh, former uh, porn actors on there. And <clears throat> one of the women... Um, and I'm so sorry, I'm, her name is escaping me and I wasn't even going to bring her up, but it just popped into my head. Um, she, she talked about, um, one of the things that changed for her was there was a fan and he, he found her, what have you. And he realized that once he met her, like his fantasy kind of just went ksh, Right. Because she wasn't portraying herself as that person in the films that he's been watching. And um, I don't know if that she didn't get too much into detail. So I don't know if that part that he was just crushed with his fantasy and this guy was married and had children. Um, but anywho, something triggered him and then he actually killed himself. Um, and it and it had to do with. <clears throat> the porno. I don't know if he had like tried to leave his wife for her, um, thinking that that was a possibility or what. I don't know too much of the specifics, but she said that changed her and crushed her. And that's when she realized like she affected a, a marriage and she was the father. He was the father of kids and those kids grew up without a father now and so on and so forth. So they talked about, right, also like the stalking. Um, and so when they're on set, of course, there aren't these stalkers that go find where they're filming. So they're in a safe space. But a lot of these adult film conferences and things like that, there's a lot of security and people have to be very careful because there are a lot of individuals who have. And, and I've told you, and again, if you watch another episode about what porn does to the brain, but it starts to destroy your brain just like drugs do, worse than that. And I've shown you pictures. If you look at like episode one and episode two, 
um, of the Inhumane podcast, we, we talk about that. And so these people, they believe in this fantasy and they'll do anything to be with this person. And, and if you ask, um, you know, a stripper who's, who's an exotic dancer or stripper, uh, someone who is in prostitution and someone who does porn, they've all received something bad before. If you talk to them. And they can't run an HR and be like, hey, that person sexually harassed me. That doesn't exist. They can't go to HR and say, hey, that one um, is stalking me. Can't do that. Hey, that one's cyberbullying me. Like, come on, HR, do something about it. That doesn't exist in their world. There is so much harm in these industries, physical, um, of course, uh, mentally, there's a lot of trauma that goes on with these individuals and they need long term. That's why you see a lot of porn stars that have OD'd on things and have killed themselves. Um, it, the list goes on and on and on, but we don't talk about it because we're only glamorizing those parts. Right. So what Cinnamon Love said here is like so key. And you, the everyday person, not celebrity, if you think someone isn't going to stalk you, couldn't be further from the truth. And and I'm also speaking to some of you who don't show your face or like your body. Like there's been a lot on TikTok of like, oh, I've shown my feet and I made, you know, $50,000 because someone has a foot fetish. Yeah, it's a fetish. So you think that, that that's any less than watching someone that maybe does a lot more risque things, not to the user, right? Because if, if, if someone requested that from you, that's their fetish. They'll do anything for that fetish. That's a possibility. And to just ignore it, that's that naive that, you know, being naive that I was talking about earlier. You don't want to risk that. And we have to talk about it because we keep shrugging our shoulders and like looking at these people and just saying, oh, but you made all this money, right? Like, because really, is it is it really worth the money if you have a stalker? I, I'm going to say no. When you're scared out of your wits like that, no, right? So I think that is the responsibility of someone, of OnlyFans, if you're doing it, do it. Do what you got to do. If if that's your mindset about it. But when you glamorize it, and and I get it, I guess you're kind of being like OnlyFans and the way they're marketing. Um, you know, and so you're just like, everything's all positive. Everything's all rainbows and unicorns because something maybe has not happened yet. Right. And I pray to God that nothing happens to you, but something is happening to somebody. And I feel that it is our responsibility if you're on that platform and there's young people. Shoot, I wish, like I said, the age limit was like 21 for them to get on there. And so maybe you're marketing so more people could go to your site so you can make more money. But stop pretending like this is not a porn site because that's what you're doing. And when you go to a porn site, there's amateur porn, just like there is an OnlyFans. There are fetishes, just like when you're showing your feet, just like when you're showing your hands. Those are all sexual fantasies. And because you're thinking that, well, it's not my fantasy, it's somebody else's, but you're providing it. 
And like I've shared before in other episodes is human traffickers know that this is a moneymaker and they can hide themselves in it and they can keep putting young people in here as well that are being trafficked. So would you support a company that knowingly allows human trafficking in their platform? That's literally, it's really that simple. And you have to make the decision if that is who you are. And I'm going to put that on you like that because it really has to be that clear. Only fans are pimps themselves. They take 20% from you. They take 20% from you. Franchises don't even take 20%. You, and you don't own your content. You don't own it. That's a problem. That is a problem because in five years and 10 years, third parties are all over OnlyFans. And so you're, you think it's just here, but then they sold it to that person and that person and that person. <clears throat> I always think of that movie, National Lampoon Vacation, when they're in Europe. And I mean, it's literally a prime example. They're in Europe and... um or this actually, the video camera's at home. This is before they leave to Europe. And, you know, he's recording his wife to practice the camera, I guess. And she's in the shower. And she's doing like this little va-va-voom dance for him. And, um, you know, and that's a husband and wife thing. Cool. Okay, great. Well, then they go to Europe. And he's he gives his camera to a Frenchman and saying like, hey, can you film us here with this background? And then he takes off. And then the wife asks like, hey, Clark, did you like erase that stuff? Like, that's all she's thinking. Like, did you delete that? And he's like, oh, yeah, honey, of course I did. And then later on in the movie, uh, she all of a sudden sees her like half naked self on a billboard and she's mortified. Right. She's mortified. Now, he stole that content. These third parties parties paid for it, but it is not yours. Right. Your image, your body is no longer yours. You are priceless. You just are. Whether you believe it or not, you're priceless. And I just believe that you're more than providing content for someone who has a fetish. Right. Or who wants to see you do sexual things. Um, now, we're going to get deeper and deeper into OnlyFans. There's so much to talk about. Um, I just kind of wanted to, you know, preface with this new outlook of it, maybe. Um, I'm hoping anyway that we just don't want to keep glamorizing it and we want to call it for what it is. And if women, and men who are struggling during the pandemic never had OnlyFans, would they go out and would they go to a porn site? That's just a real question. Would you go to a porn site if OnlyFans wasn't there? Because it's labeled adult porn. It's labeled the one I was telling you about earlier. It'll take too long for me to find it. But would you go to that site and would you do things? That to me is a fair question. So if you wouldn't do it there, then why are you putting on OnlyFans? Because that's what OnlyFans is. It is a porn site. They just let you be the content creator instead of an actual producer, right? You are the producer, the writer, the creator of your own content. 
that's really the only difference. So now, now you're that person at the dinner table who creates porn, just amateur porn. See how quickly the tables have turned, right? And if you look and if you really understand and just look at everything instead of just one thing. And I get it. We're in a space of excess. We're in a culture of excess. And we're in a culture of, well, you do you, boo-boo, right? Whatever makes you happy. Well, is your happiness at the expense of other people? Because right now, there are people being trafficked on OnlyFans. And like I said, there'll be lots more episodes about this for sure, um, because I want to break down some of the features and I want to break down um, some of the things that they're doing. And I've talked about Backpage before. It took years to shut down Backpage. And there was human trafficking all over the place. The owner even tried to flee for a, a time there. And they knew, they knew people were being exploited. They knew it. And they allowed it to happen and they didn't check things just like OnlyFans isn't. So why do we need to wait for people to be harmed even more? Like, I don't want more nonprofits popping up to help human trafficking victims. I don't. I want every single one of us out of a job. I want this podcast to like eventually end because there's no more trafficking. Right. But that takes you to be a part of it. And OnlyFans is out of control already. It's already out of control. Um, yeah, it's already out of control. And I actually have a lot more uh, of quotes and some of the advertising that I want to talk to you about, um, about OnlyFans. It's great stuff. Um, but we'll do this. We'll do this on another episode. Um, I definitely want to talk about Bella Delphine. Um, or Belle Delphine. Um, she was on OnlyFans and then they discovered that she was underage. Hmm, lo and behold. Um, and now she has come back now that she is of age. And I want to talk about attention and validation and all that good stuff. And so you're going to hear that on the next episode um, when we come back. But um, I think the one thing, the at least the call to action for for this episode is I think I want you to to answer the question to yourself is producing producing amateur porn is that worth any money and is that worth um is that worth your long-term health? I think that is the number one question because when you're having a discussion with someone and they bring up OnlyFans, I think that's a question to bring up to them as well because we have to change this mindset that OnlyFans is like Snapchat or it's like Instagram because it's not, <laughs> not at all. So, you know, my call to actions for this episode is really like planting that seed because when you come at people and just say like, OnlyFans is a porn site, blah, 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 blah. You're not going to get through anybody, right? And and I know that for sure. I am not this like vigilante on a soapbox. I want everyone to feel shame and guilt. No, I want you to look at it from a different lens and a different perspective. So that's my question to you. And when 
you are talking to someone about OnlyFans and talk to young people in OnlyFans and get information from them. What are their thoughts about OnlyFans? What do they think about it? Who do they know that's on there? Start asking questions because in order to change people's mindsets, and granted, you can't make them. However, if you understand where they're coming from, then you're able to have a conversation that's that they can relate to, right? So I think that's, this is, OnlyFans is like, we, we got to do this like planting seeds. <laughs> like I just can't come at people. Um, and I don't want you to come at people too. But as I said in our next episode, I'm going to give you some more um, harder actions. I'm going to, you know, a couple of letters and things like that we're going to put up as well as um, talk about and put up on our social media so that you can send to your own attorney generals. Because like I mentioned, Backpage did so much damage to people when they said, oh, my gosh, this is just a regular site. There's no porn. Or that's that's if they choose to do so. Not true. And it took like six to seven years to to finally prosecute and shut that down. We don't want any more people hurt. And OnlyFans, they always find loopholes, is a loophole. And we need to shut this down before it harms any more people. So make sure you come back and listen to our other episodes about OnlyFans. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home on the web at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.